0: Welcome to the Disney View Podcast. Dave is a dreamer and an engineer. He's a one-time cast member, and he's been to Disney World literally hundreds of times. Listen in as he talks about one of his favorite things, the Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, and occasionally beyond the Orlando theme park. And now, here's your host. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, manténganse alejado del David.
1: Hey everyone, it's Dave. Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. Well, it's actually May of 2012 when I'm recording this, and I am actually up at the Walt Disney World Resort, and my plan is to go through all four parks in a single day. Now, I know when I did the scavenger hunt, I did it, but it was sort of a did it light because I did two of the parks as a part of the scavenger hunt, went to uh, one park uh, just to have dinner, and then went to the fourth park to basically get the ice cream and ride the Haunted Mansion. Today, what I plan to do is to go around to all four parks and really tour through the parks and get to see as much as I possibly can. And just to make the day more interesting, I actually drove up from South Florida this morning. I got in my car at about uh, 6 o'clock in the morning. Uh, it's a little after 9 now, and I'm going to head in and, uh, and see what I can see. Now, one of the things I wanted to do to start my day off was to go into Cuisina. That's Cat Cora's restaurant. Now, Cat is one of these celebrity chefs that has a restaurant here on Disney property. There are many others, and I'd like to, over time, check them all out. But today, it's Cuisina. So on a recommendation, I ordered the of with chicken sausage, and uh, it comes out and it's like a stack of things, and it looks really, really good. It smells fantastic. Really looking forward to trying this. Check it out here a second. Mm, That is really, really good. House favorite. It's their signature dish. It's really amazing. You have to try this. I mean, it's just really, really delicious. Unbelievable. Mm. And the olive bread. Oh my god, this is good. Yeah, I probably would have licked the plate if I thought it was appropriate. But yeah,
2: I was gonna ask you. Are you still working on it? <laughs>
1: very good Thank you. and that was incredible really good very very tasty totally enjoyed that that was really a, really an amazing meal uh, that'll keep me going for most of the day and I'm going to walk around the boardwalk just a little bit more here maybe see if I can find any hidden mickeys as I walk along and then we'll, uh, we'll go from there So we start off with Epcot, looking around Epcot and having a little fun and enjoying ourselves. Uh, One of the cool things is if you get here early enough, they haven't opened up World Showcase. And it's kind of neat to kind of walk along quietly toward the World Showcase area and just kind of enjoy it and take it in. without a lot of people around. It's kind of neat. So I'll wander around. I want to see if I can find any evidence of uh, the uh, Agent P exhibit that's out here. So we'll take a look around for that. Maybe catch Thorin or a couple of other things while I'm here. Uh, should be a little fun. One of the cool things that's going on right now is the Flower and Garden Festival. And the Flower and Garden Festival is this uh, annual thing they do where they just do a bunch of different fauna and flora and do different things, out, uh, bring them out and have uh, guest speakers come in. They have horticulturalists come in. They do a number of different topiaries that you won't see other times. And if you're into that sort of thing, it is really, really cool. I mean, from here I see there's a giant Mickey, a giant Minnie, um, all done in topiaries. I can see a couple across the way there. It looks like there's a Donald. It's amazing, just the things that are there. And the uh, the complexity of these things is just astounding. And the fact that they're able to make them like that, it's really, really cool. I really enjoy looking at them. And of course, how could you beat the fact that the monorail runs through the park? You really can't. I mean, it's just one of those things that's like, ooh, so cool. Riding by me right now is one of the Segway tours. So you can uh, see people coming by. It's kind of neat. They come through and they take some uh, take the tour. Kind of a neat way to get around Epcot and see some things, I think. One.
2: I'm gonna sit. Uh, <laughs> put you in row two. Okay. I'm trying to think where.
1: That'll work.
0: Patrick and I'll be your chief flight attendant today. We'll begin boarding in a few minutes but first I'd like to acquaint you with some important safety information. When the doors to your flight open, please take a seat and store all carry-on items in the underseat compartment. This includes cameras, purses, hats, and of course, these little beauties. Next, fasten your seatbelts, inserting
1: them into the buckle on your right. Soren is just one of those really cool rides. It's just so amazing. The technology on it's incredible. The, the ride itself is really neat. And as I've told you on a previous podcast, it looks like they're looking at potential to change it, modify it, maybe make it Soarin' over something else. So I'll be curious to see what that looks like. But uh, for now, just really enjoy it. And the fast pass line is always busy, and the line itself is always busy. It's amazing to me just how popular this attraction is. Now as for the Flower and Garden Festival, a lot of interesting things happening, there's talks going on all day, you can see the topiaries, see a lot of the plants and a lot of things that are out there. You can check out the butterfly garden they have set up, it's really pretty neat the way they've set it up, they have a little garden set up. You can kind of walk through it, enjoy it, take time to smell the roses, and look around at the uh, different fauna and flora and watch the butterflies come through. It's really a pretty neat thing to do. There's also the Flower Power Concert Series that goes on throughout the day, So they bring in different acts to play music uh, over by the American Gardens Theater, and uh, it's kind of fun. It just makes it kind of entertaining and engaging. It just makes it a little more uh, interesting in some way. I really think it's kind of, kind of a fun way to spend a day. And the topiaries themselves, see, the neat thing is... Disney came up with this idea for creating topiaries many years ago. So to create the topiaries, what they do is they create a wire frame for what they want it to look like, and they actually get the plants to grow around it, so that it makes a nice little structure around the the frame, and then it looks exactly like they want it to look. They can put the right type and right mix of flowering plants and different types of plants that really make it kind of interesting. And it really does come out pretty neat. It gives a nice impression, very nice illusion. They've been doing it for years, though it wasn't as popular maybe as it is today. Uh, I remember seeing over by the Contemporary, they used to have a uh, topiary that was like a, a sea serpent, And there was also one over by uh, Cinderella's Castle, and um, those were always kind of neat to see, and they had a whole bunch of them lined up in front of the Contemporary for a long time.
0: We'll have a chance to stay of inflation and get that ultimate vacation.
1: What you're hearing is the great piggy bank adventure where Ham and his friends from from Toy Story help you to figure out how to save in a piggy bank so that you can uh, have great vacations and have other fun and how to save a little bit. It's very clever. Kids can maybe learn a little bit of something from it. Uh, I think it's uh, kind of a neat idea that they do this. Oh yeah, you can ride the market currents to move up and
2: down. Moving into the yellow current to go up. Great, now moving into the green to go down. You are awesome!
1: So it looks like all the Kim Possible areas have been uh, closed off. They have uh, signs up that say new intervention in progress as they uh, have walls up and it looks like they're getting ready for the Agent P adventure. But that's as far as I can see anything at this point. I'm going to take a look around just a little more and see if I can learn something else. So one of the things that really I think is pretty cool about Epcot is just the attention to detail that's in all of the buildings and everything that's around. It's amazing if you really spend the time to walk through the structures in, in a World Showcase, just how detailed they are. Some of the things that go on there, the way they tell a story, there's a rich history there. It's like, you know, it's just walking through Germany and it's like a, being pulled out of a page of an old German town. Same thing with Italy. I walked through Norway and it just had that little bit of feel to it. And if you really studied the building, the architecture, the brickwork, the way they put together all the little pieces around it, you know, even the some of the facades and some of the things they put on their shields and different things. It, it's evocative of that uh, sort of thing that you would see in, in those countries. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, even though the, the concept is a little bit trite and a little dated now, uh, I think the, um, the conceptual model is really pretty good. It really does give you that feeling, something like you're there. And, it you know, I, I recommend, I'm doing this today, I'm just going in and out of each one of the uh, pavilions, and I'm spending time looking at the details and looking at how much Imagineering went into each one of the Pieces that goes in there. I mean, everything has its place. So you have the building and the way it's structured, and it looks like it's off in the distance. And then you have above the uh, shops, there's all these things going on with the way they've displayed out some of the, uh, the characters and so forth uh, that they have there. And it's really pretty clever, and it has a nice feel to it. It really is pretty neat, and each one of the countries has a certain something that makes it interesting. It's more than just, you know, a representation of the country. It's, it's got enough detail to make it really kind of fascinating and interesting. And I think that's the neatest part about it, uh, that it just takes that, that time and that attention to detail. It'd be easy to plunk in uh, a pavilion that just, you know, represents Italy, for let's say. But it takes a lot of time and effort to build up something that's a lot more intricate and really captures some of the imagination of what it's like and the, the architecture and the, the building and the sort of the way it feels. And it really does they really do capture that pretty well I think it's pretty remarkable what they've done uh, in that sense and uh, I think that's really when you, if you ever spend any time in Epcot really walking around and really looking studying you really get that feeling it's really pretty remarkable well that's interesting <laughs> don't hear that every day sounded like a recycling truck picking up okay then one thing I always like to do when I'm here is catch the voices of liberty It's always exciting and they're really good. If you're in the exhibit, you definitely want to check out the American Heritage Gallery. It's a nice little mini-museum that's got some uh, vintage uh, pieces from different presidents, different authentic things from a historical uh, perspective that are really kind of interesting to look at, and it's well worth spending a few minutes there and just uh, kind of touring through it and looking at what's there, a little piece of Americana that's kind of collected.
2: Congratulations, your first bigger than the average yeah, set. Keep going. Six and three quarters. Congratulations. You got a perfect, nice, big, spicy throw. Yeah. nice bro. Alright, how about this one? Six and a half. Wow, well, it's much bigger than the average said Keep going. Six and three quarters. Seven. Seven and a quarter. Keep, keep going. Wow, seven and a half. Congratulations. You're learned this side.
1: Surprises abound around most corners. When you go into the uh, Mitsukoshi shop in uh, Japan and you can see the uh, pearls being selected and uh, you can see the candy artists just outside. Now, I think I've talked about this before on my podcast that the walk between the boardwalk and the studios is actually a really pleasant walk. You can walk along you can see the swan and the dolphin in the background and get the feel for those hotels. And that reminds me, we have to do a podcast about those hotels at some point. But anyway, the the walk is just pleasant, it's quiet, there's not that many people around, it's really fun. Now, if you prefer not to take the walk or if it's a hot or rainy day, you can take the Friendships. Those are those boats that go back and forth between the Boardwalk Area hotels and uh, just the outside of the International Gateway at Epcot and go right to Dis- uh, Disney's uh, Hollywood Studios. And it's really a kind of a fun way to get there. My second park of the day is actually the studios, and uh, there's a certain uh, charm to the studios. It's the Hollywood that never was. It's kind of a fun place to just kind of hang out and see some things. Now, I have to do a whole other podcast on how the studios used to be. Um, Back in the day, the studios used to be a real working movie studio, and uh, there was a lot of interesting things that happened. But as a result of them having built it that way, uh, there's a, a charm to it that exists that really is kind of neat. Uh, that kind of gives a lot of, again, another richness of detail of the things that they do and how it all fits together. Uh, so you, as you walk along, if you take a look at the stores and the storefronts and the shops and you see kind of how they look and what they, uh, kind of the way they stand out, you can you can experience some things that are really kind of interesting and see some details that you might not otherwise see. So uh, that's uh, that's kind of neat. And that's why I really like coming here once in a while. You hear the, uh, <laughs>
2: you
1: hear the uh, alarm for the... Uh, the changing of the sign uh, to tell you to stop or go because uh, you have these cross streets, and I just think that's kind of cool. Just want to make sure to try and take in a couple of attractions while I'm here. I uh, might as well take advantage of it, and then uh, we'll see where we go. Uh, to Toy Story Midway Mania. What a fun ride. This is a good time. So Toy Story Midway Mania is absolutely worth the price. I mean, it stinks to have to wait for a long period of time to be able to get to it, but... It's so much fun but it's uh, it's well worth it. Um, and something happened today that never happened to me before. We were on the, I was on the ride and uh, the uh, ride stopped for a minute for some for some reason. So it just paused for a moment and when it paused, what they do is they actually flash up some um, some uh, of the whatever the, the uh, carnival ride you're doing at that point, they just flash up some zeros on it. So you can get some target practice but you can't actually get any points and that's unlike other attractions like over at uh, say the... Uh, Buzz Lightyear ride where you, if you're stopped you can just keep getting points. So it's kind of clever. It's, uh, it's very clever the way they've set it up so that way you can keep playing but uh, you can't accrue any points. You can't beat somebody just because you happen to be in a good spot. So if you get to the park early enough you get plenty of opportunity to just walk around almost unencumbered by other, other people. You can just wander around and it's fun to just kind of go in and out of the different little areas, walk along the streets and just kind of see things take in the detail. And if you get a chance go over to the Studio One store uh, right behind Muppet Vision it's a really interesting place that has a lot of richness to it. You can go through it and really pick out a lot of things that are very interesting. And while I'm on the topic, the uh, Muppet Vision ride itself, in the uh, pre-show area, there's a lot of artifacts and things that actually belong to uh, Jim Henson and, and the Muppets uh, Enterprises at the time uh, that were put in there, so some uh, film props and different things. And you can see some things in there that are just kind of nice little remnants from, the, uh, uh, from that period of time. All right, and I think I've given you enough for one podcast. I'm going to have to extend this into a second and maybe even longer podcasts along the way, but uh, that's going to do it for today. So tune in next time when I continue my four parks in a single day. And remember, if we can dream it, we really can do it. Bye now.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Disney View Podcast. Show notes can be found on disneyworldpodcast.net. Looking to do some travel planning? Want to find an authorized Disney vacation planner? You should visit destinations in Florida. Original music you hear in this podcast is courtesy of Sound a Music. You can find his music at reverbnation.com slash a Our thanks also go to Doug. For his continued contributions to the show. You can find links to other great Disney podcasts, as well as the latest Twitter feed and the Disney Buzz, on disneypodcast.net. And don't forget to check out Dave's iPhone apps. There's a Hidden Mickeys app for finding and sharing hidden Mickeys at all of the Disney parks around the world. There's also an app designed especially for pin traders. You can keep track of all your pins and your wish list. Please be generous with your time or a donation to Autism Speaks. We do hope that you've enjoyed your visit and that you drive home safely. Show number one hundred twenty.